You are listening to Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Hey, everybody, Aaron Richmond here from Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community. 1-240-681-9869. 1-240-681-9869. Of course, that number is for text messages and voicemail contributions, or you just want to get in touch. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N 6 at gmail.com. Follow on Facebook and Twitter, comment below on YouTube, and even consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. Tonight, or this morning, or this afternoon's episode, however you look at it, this episode, or the following episode, is of course... Um, not necessarily, well, it's not brought to us by, but it is important to recognize, and we need to thank Rocco, of course, our great friend Rocco from UVC Radio, for basically connecting and facilitating the connection, in a sense, between me and our guest in this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to be speaking with a man by the name, or, well, his he, he goes by Tixie. Um, so that's what we'll call him in this in this episode. Now, he lives on the island nation of St. Lucia, where many of you know that I have volunteered. Um, and it is a absolutely wonderful, wonderful place to go. Um, and Tixie grew up in the in an agricultural community where everyone farms. He grew up sighted. He was able to see. Then I believe around the age of 30, He lost his vision and then needed to basically continue farming. And now he's known as the blind farmer. It's absolutely a very distinct pleasure. And by the way, if you need to learn about agriculture, this is a great episode for you. This is everything you wanted to know. The following conversation was recorded on the 27th of July at 2000 New York. This episode is Agriculture, Everything I Wanted to Know. And now, it could be any time around the world if you're listening to the podcast. But of course, if you're on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network, it's definitely Thursday, definitely 12 o'clock. It's time for Aaron's Opinion on Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network. Well, Dixie, I would like to take this time to welcome you to Aaron's Opinion. Um, thank you for joining me. Um, basically, so quickly, only since we have met last night in a meeting, I really appreciate you coming out so quickly um, to help us understand agriculture uh, and what has been happening in St. Lucia. I will tell you uh, the most interesting part of my background is that I actually volunteered at the Blind Welfare Association in St. Lucia. So I'm very familiar with your great with your great nation. St. Lucia is a wonderful place. So I did watch the Facebook video that you sent me, which was which is excellent. But tell us, how did you for one thing, how did you get involved with agriculture in the first place? Well, raised up in a farming community that the south of St. Lucia, Mikud. And most like that's what my parents do regularly to send us to school and take care of the children with agriculture. Oh, okay. 
Excellent. So you were kind of born into it. You were kind of born into the agricultural community, as it were, right? Yes, most definitely. Excellent. Excellent. So um, for listeners who are less familiar, and of course in the States, you know, fewer and fewer people are farmers, which is a critical job. It's critically important that you're a farmer. So what is agriculture? Uh, what is a farm? And like, what is farming? Can you kind of define it for people who are less familiar? Well, farming is one, one of the best job ever I, I can uh, ever come across because like you, you feed your own self, you know? It's, you, you plant something, you can also grow. You grow something, you can eat and feed your family on it also. You right. Know? Yes. And you know, now you have to eat healthy because you know, so many diabetes around, hypertensive. So you grow what you eat and you know exactly what you're eating when you grow what you eat, you know? Okay, so, good, good. So um, basically how does, if you were to give me a schedule you know, of your daily routine, what is the daily routine of a farmer in in today's world, in today's society, what can you tell me? Yes, daily routine every day, go and work and come back home, you know. I, I go on my farm about a little after six in the morning and I come back at this one, two in the afternoon, you know, and it's a Monday to Friday daily basis every day, you know, and I I, I have no boss on me like I work for my own self. So you know, I'm not under any pressure with doing my own job, so. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, there's no pressure from a boss or from a supervisor, but of course there is pressure to make sure you're growing your crops right and, and properly and making sure that they're growing uh, in a healthy way, right? So yes, how, does all, yes, how, how does all of that work? In other words, like how do you engineer a farm and how do you work a farm today? Like, like what exactly do you do? Well, I, 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 I cut the grass on my own I plant my own, I plant on my own, I prepare the land, plow the land on my own, prepare it, plant it, yes, fertilize it and harvest on my own as well. Yes, and you can feel the difference when it's ready. You also have your, I have my calendar, so the time I plant it, so when it will be ready to harvest as well, you know. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, good. So. Um, how did you like go about setting up your farm? In other words, do you have to set up certain areas for the crops to grow well, or are the crops kind of already just sort of growing around your your property? Like, how do you engineer a healthy environment for the crops? Yeah, well, you have to set up the environment for the crop. Make sure you clean around the crop. Make sure you clean it on time. They let the grass grow taller than the plants because it will retard it. Make sure you, you clean it, you weed it on time, you know? So, you know, planting crops, like a lot of loves, you're always loving up the crops as well. So, because when you do those things, like the crops will feel the, the vibes around you and it will, it will grow healthier as well, you know? Make sure you keep it clean, keep the surrounding clean and neat at all times and try your best to, to maneuver. So no, this is no chemical will come across. 
So as someone, you know, I can tell you that I was born blind with glaucoma. Um, I also have something wrong with my heart and I have some usable vision, but for you, do you have usable vision? No, no, completely blind. Completely. That is, that is yeah. fine. That is, that is fine. So I'm sure anyone who is sighted, who is watching this video or listening to this episode will wonder, so you know how how does a blind not not only how does a blind person kind of manage that task of you know mowing the grass around the crops and and doing that but then at the same time how do you also know that you are not ac accidentally damaging your crops while trying to take care of your of your property all at the same time like how do you i guess how how, how do you manage that i i would well, wonder yeah Accident to happen sometimes. Sure. You know, accident to happen because sometimes you go beyond one or two will damage, but it's not majority will get you hurt, you know. And also let's check and put the Mosai in it first because I'm not trusting the Mosai and that's what is my spiritual sight. So that's why I believe I can, I can do it when he's there with me. You know? I trust whenever the Mosai is around me, I can do everything because he's the one that strengthened me, you know. So I don't mm. make I don't make it difficult for me to praise him. You know, I'm praising the real God. So he's always around me, you know. Okay. Yeah. Good. Really good. Really good. Now, um, as far as the tools that are used today, if you were to describe from a blindness perspective the different agricultural tools, how many tools have you needed to learn how to use safely during your lifetime? On, 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 it's unbelievable. Eh? I use a sharp cutlass every day. I, I use a speed. I use a, a, a fork also, a fork to, to, to help to plow the land as well. And I use all those things on my own. You know, I use it on my own. You know, make the baits to plant the, the dash in. Also make the, 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 the heap to plant the yam. I use those things on my own. Right. And then, and yeah, and that is totally fine. But in other words, how did you like, how did you learn how to use the, the tools? Did your parents teach you or did you just sort of pick it up? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased. I'm very impressed by this. How did you pick up these tools? I'll, I'll, actually, I, I, I wasn't born blind. You know, it's 15 years like I was ah, myself. Okay. 15 years since I was myself. So actually I used to use them before. Okay. You know, so I have the so, spirit in me. You you were always so the answer is you were always used to using the agricultural tools all the time, all my life. I I see I see that's that's very interesting. That's that's excellent. So, do you even remember who taught you how to use those tools when you were able to see, or do you just like watch your parents or watch other people and sort of? Well, you think Lucius, you know. Mm -hmm. In St. Lucia, you know, raising up in the bananas industry, you know, all our parents, that's what the tools they used to have every day and a daily basis, you know, from the time we grew up in it, using it from small, by the time we, we, we grew as a teenager, we master it already, so take it from then. Right, so you just kind of learn learn by osmosis, I guess we would say, just sort of by the environment and watching everything around you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it's really fat. It's really fascinating to me um, because Tixie, I actually grow up actually the place I'm in right now. 
um, we used to farm, and by we, I mean the community where I live, we, they used to farm tobacco and they stopped growing tobacco in the 60s and 70s. They paid farmers to stop growing tobacco, um, but it was a major part of the culture of my state. So agriculture can take, you know, many forms, you know, in my state, if we weren't growing tobacco, the other thing was oysters. You know, people would go out on, on little skipjacks on little ships and collect oysters and fish. Oh, and that's wow. also similar. Um, that's also similar to agriculture in, in a sense too. Yeah, yeah. So specifically, what are your crops that you grow? Um, and how do you like keep track of what needs, what needs to be grown? Well, um, um, I do about ground provisions. I plant lots of dashings. That's one of my main crops. Okay, so okay, now a main crop. Now I, I'm not quite familiar with that word. What that means in American English? So you said the 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 Lucian word is is da, dashin. What, what dashin. Do you mean? Dashin. 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 Yeah. Dashin. Okay. And yeah. what like what is it for? Um, in other words, for an American listener who's never volunteered in Lucia, they probably wouldn't know. So how would you describe well, it's, it? It's, it's, it's grown from the ground cells, you know. So like you 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 dig it, you you pull it out of the ground, and it's, it's a, root. A, a root. Yeah. A root. I see. Yeah. I see. So yeah, yeah, that is very interesting. Is it similar to like a? Is it a potato or yam or similar to that? Yeah. It's 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 not similar, but it's oh, okay. grown like a, like a tanya, tanya tree. You know. Uh, you, what's you that? <laughs> As you can tell, I'm not a farmer. What what's that? What's that word? What is it? What does that mean? I'm learning a lot of great agriculture words. What's a tan tanya? It's, 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 it's a ground provisions. It's, it's grown from the ground, just just like the potato, but the trees are different. The trees will grow like tall. And the potato right. will run run down. You know, it's similar to the potato, but it's it's the the food is in the ground. Huh. Huh. Okay. So, is it fair for me to tell the listeners that this crop dashin is similar to a potato, kind of? No, it's oh. not. It's just similar. It's, it's different. You know, because you have to peel it. It's it's, it's it's you peel it. You know, and you pull it out, and the trees grow tall, and the potato run ground. It's questionable for you. <laughs> when you, when you like, okay, so as a blind person, when you hold this crop, like, what does it feel like, like when you're holding it in your hands? Can you just, can you describe the texture of it? Like, it's, well, when you hold it, it's almost similar like a yam. You can peel, you have to peel it to cook it now. Okay, so it's similar, so it's yes. so it's similar to a yam. It's similar to a yam. Yeah. yeah, yams are yam yams are are are, are delicious. Um, it's a very common food in, in your region, so they they can be very very good. Uh, I also uh -huh. have plenty. I I have plenty as well. Oh, you have yam. a lot of you also yam. you also grow a lot of a lot of yam along with the yes, dashi. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see, I see. So you have you have dashin similar to the yam, and then you have yam. We most people yeah. in the states know know the yam, and yeah. then and then what else? Yeah, we've got some plantain as well. Oh, I know what that is. I love those. Plantains are so good, so good. Those are a lot more common in American culture. Those are eaten quite regularly. Um, mm, okay, so you have plantains and, and what else? A few, a few bananas, but not much bananas. But not many, but not yeah. many bananas. Oh, yes. that's too bad. Now, 
why do you, um, why is there a shortage of, of, of bananas? Like, how, how, how does that work? Well, is that, well, I don't think in St. Lucia I have no shortage of bananas, you know. We've got bananas everywhere in St. Lucia, you know. We have plenty of bananas around St. Lucia. I see. But in fact, when I was there volunteering with Blind Welfare, I recall that many of the people there were telling me that, and I was there in 2014. So at that time, they were telling me back in 2014 that they said, oh, Aaron, back in the good old days, Lucia was the, was the gem of the Caribbean. There was a lot more of a focus on bananas. There was a, It was a much better... Um, you know, business model, you know, a long time ago, it was a much stronger yeah. crop, but, but what is, but I mean, you're, you're the expert. I mean, you're, you're yeah. the farmer. So what's, yeah, but like, a lot of, a, a lot of farmers drop the, the banana because the, the marketing, lack of marketing, you know, they couldn't sell the crops. So they have to drop, yes. a lot of the farmers have to drop. So I, I find that fascinating. So my, my opinion, which by the way, this is an opinion show is that and I'm sure I'm wrong about this, that, but marketing is not a reason not to grow something. <laughs> you know, you know, I could, I mean, if I told you like Tixie, if I told you, well, I'm American and I don't know what a dashi is, I could say, Tixie, you need to stop growing dashi just because I don't know what it is. You know, that's not a reason. That's not a reason for you to stop growing it. So I think that's really strange that that marketing well, has impacted the industry yeah, so much. But yeah, well, the amount of bananas they had and they couldn't export it, you know, because you cannot you cannot sell all the bananas in St. Lucia. You have to export to the UK. Mm. So they couldn't export it. Like the amount they was taking is very little from the then the skill they had the large scales of bananas in St. Lucia. So a lot mm. of the farmers have to to reduce on the farm. Okay, so because they can't really sell enough of them, the farmers just stopped growing them basically. Although. Um, how do you like? How do you stop growing a crop if it's um, if it's a crop that is part of the ecosystem of Lucia? How do you stop growing it? Like, wouldn't there always be bananas in the environment? I mean, it... yes, for sure. They, they never run short bananas in Lucia. They always have bananas in excess. Is the only problem they had to sell to export it. The 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 quota the quota was very little. You know. Ah, okay. So basically the bananas didn't really go anywhere, but what happened was they they weren't really able to include bananas in their financial portfolio of things to market and sell internationally. So it just became less less common. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, interesting, eh? <laughs> it's, it's, sure, sure, it's extremely, no, it's yeah. extremely interesting to yeah. me. Well, when you go to the supermarket in the, mm -hmm. in, 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 you have to ask for what's a dashing, so you'll get to know. You know what, my, uh, you know, Tixie, my brother, um, I, I live with my parents and my brother, and my brother is a wonderful chef. He's not a chef, he works, like he works for a marketing company, but he's one of these people that's like a food expert and he's like good enough to be a chef. So I will ask him what a dashing is yes. and, I, and I'm sure he will know what it is. So, which brings me then to the next question, which is, so after you um, pick all of your crops, how do you decide what crops get sold and what crops you just eat yourself? How, how does that work? <laughs> Interesting, eh? Well, um, 
you know exactly when the crop is going to be ready to harvest because you touch it, you feel it like when it's like the, okay, when the dashing is popping up, you know it's going to good to harvest. You know, so you know which section you plant first. You know, like I just told you, I got my calendar of events. So I know which one I plant in January, which one I plant in February. So when I'm ready to harvest, I start harvest that one first, that one after, you know. So I always have a plan which one that's good to harvest and which one you can start eating from, you know. And mm. most like I do a lot of organic stuff as well. And, so, um, and you didn't, um, and you do, I, I, I didn't quite catch it. You do a lot of what mix? I didn't quite catch it. What? Uh, a lot of organic, organic. organic. Yeah. Uh, what does, what do you mean there? What, um, what when you, you plant, when you give the crops, no, no kind of chemicals. Ah, it's okay. All natural. It's Got all it. natural. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's very good. It's very good. So do you end up selling like all of the crop? Like what, what percentage of your crops do you decide to sell and what percentage do you decide to just eat for yourself? Well, it's not, I have no percentage, you know, how I'm doing is since I'm in the soil, like I, I eat healthy every day was like, it's once a week I sell by the market. Mm -hmm. Saturday, I only sell once a week, you know. Whatsoever ready to harvest, I, I harvest it. I go by the market with someone and, and, and help sell and to help me send it out. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, how does the marketing work there in Lucia? In other words, do you need do you need a license to sell your crops? Or um, I mean, you were talking when we were speaking last night with with Mr. Wilbert. I think we brought it up a little bit. Um, that, you know, there's a Ministry of Agriculture there in Lucia. Um, so like, how does it work? Do you, need, do you need a license to sell crops well, or do you just go and sell them? Well, by the market, you need no license, you know, bro. no license by the market because you only sell it for local, you know? Right. The only thing they're producing in St. Lucia right now, they're approving a, 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 a farmer's ID card. So like, if in case you have to go and sell to the hotels industry, you know, the supermarkets, you need the farmer's ID card. Right? So in other words, are, are, are you saying that you have a special card that shows that you're a farmer, in other words? Well, apparently, I don't have one right now in my hand because I um, I used to sell for them. And I could, you have to take like a, 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 a class, like a cost to sell mm. for the supermarket. Yeah. And I never have chance to, to do that cost with them. Okay, so that that kind of so Tixie, that kind of reminds me in the states how sometimes you you have to have a business license. So you kind of do have to have a business license if you want to sell your crop to a market, to like a store or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, but um, but being me as a local man, I, I I need no license, no ID to go by the market on Saturday and just start selling right. the crop. Yeah. Right, right. So what is that environment like? Do you set up a stall? Do you set up a booth? You know, how do you organize yourself in, in, in that marketplace? Well, it's, it's only a tree, man. You put out a tree and you put just on the trees and people pass around, you know, patronizing. And if you are well-known, you're well-known people, the customers will come and visit you. That's really cool. That You know, this is something that really interests me. And it's something I, I completely support. So this is, this is really cool. Um, so 
now, of course, you're very you're very well known in Lucia after the video and after a lot of you know you know public attention you know being a blind farmer. So, do most of the people like know you by name in the market? Do most people know you? Well, a lot of people shout me as blind farmer. A lot of I... people, <laughs> you know, they shout me the blind farmer. That's a lot of people greet me. They don't. If people know me, they'll greet me by my name, Antonius or Tixi. But a lot of them greet me. Oh, that's the blind guy. That's the blind guy selling. Let me make him sell, you know. Let me make him patronize him. Let's patronize something, you know. You know. I I see. I see. Well, I mean, I I think it's I I, I think that's great. And of course, I knew that blind people can farm. Um, I don't know here in the states how many blind people, how many blind farmers there are, but I'm sure that there are blind farmers in the states. I just don't know them. So. That's that's extremely extremely interesting. So, what are some crops? Oh, um, calendar. It reminded me of this. I'm sure you've heard of the Farmer's Almanac in the United States. It's like a book that gives you advice how to plant crops and things. So, yeah. in Lucia um, or in the Caribbean, do they have like almanacs and agricultural yes. journals yes. that help people there? Yes, yeah, called a McDonald in Saint Lucia. You go through it and check the, the the kind of weather, the moon, which one to plant on the ground, which one to that will be on top. So we normally follow it sometimes. I I see I see. So you follow this almanac, as it's called. Mm. Uh, sometimes, not all the time, you know. Sometimes. Uh, uh, because I know the in my community there is a farmer, and. Uh, the, it's it's like a family, probably similar, you know, where the family just grew up in agriculture. And the lady, um, the woman in the family who is a farmer, she always follows the farmer's almanac. And that, that's used as a very reliable resource uh, here in the States. So how do you suppose that that book works? Well, it works, it works well, you know, because for instance, sometimes I plant some corn. And there was a season you will plant the corn and will not much caterpillar will not bother it, you know. Mm -hmm. So the, it will show you like, well, um, three days after full moon is the right time to plant the corn. So, you know, the caterpillar will not trouble that corn that much. You understand those, those little things, you know. <laughs> so it, so does this book, this almanac like tell you, um, like what would it like? What's an example of something that it would say to kind of put it into perspective? Because most listeners are not farmers. Uh, nothing personal, by the way. So most people are not familiar with farming. So what what would this book like tell you? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this book will tell you like, okay, when is the best time to plant things that will be underneath the ground? When is the best time to plant things that will that will be on top, like corn, bananas? You know. Mm-hmm. And it will even tell you even the time to fertilize those crops as well. Yeah. And by time, does that mean like the month or the date on the calendar, or will it even say morning, afternoon, or evening? No, it will it will give you like, okay, this week, like this week is until if it's full moon, until the first three, four days after full moon, you can plant things underneath the ground. You know, if it's last quarters, it will tell you, well, last quarters is on the fifth. From the fifth to the tenth, you can plant corn on top. 
So wow. it will give you a it will give you a guidance. You know? That's that's you know when we, you know when you stop and think about that, I'm sure you think it's a miracle, but for me as someone who doesn't farm, I think that's amazing. It re it really is, and I think a lot of it has to do with the moon because of course you know, the moon, you know, pulls the water. And that's the, the reason why we have waves is because of the moon. So the yeah. moon affects the season. So there's to some extent, if you follow the moon, you're on the right track, at least, if you pay attention to the moon's light. Um, de de definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. <clears throat> Has that book ever given you information that you followed and then the information turned out to be wrong? Has it ever, has that book ever misled you? Not at all, not at all, not at all, because, you know, planting in agriculture is there. The other time you will get the total loss, the other time you, you, will, you will, you will, it invest and sometimes, for instance, you will plant some things and some disease will come from nowhere and fall on it, you know. Agriculture, we just get hit. I think last month there from Hurricane Elsa, the planting, the bananas get destroyed bad. You know, that's agriculture on the whole, man. Right, yeah. right. So of course things happen, you know, weather patterns change, diseases come to the crops. Um, and the other factor is, so how do you keep little animals out of your, um, out of, out of your crops? Little, <laughs> little, little how, do, how do you keep the little critters away? Yeah. Especially mm. those, those slugs and African sleeves and those things now. Yeah, those are the, and you know what, that is an invasive, that's, that's no laughing matter. The Afri, I know exactly what you're talking about, the African land snail. Those are an invasive species in the States and they, they cause, they wreak havoc. It's a serious, serious problem. So what do you do about that? Well, trust me, sometimes I, I, I keep them clean all, all the time, you know, I try to keep them away because they're always avoiding what I've been and I don't like to use chemicals on, 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 on my land. I don't use chemicals on my land right now. Mm. So I, I try my best, sometimes the children monitoring them as well. You know, try to get the hiding spots <laughs> to destroy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you have someone sighted, maybe you can assign the task of a sighted person to go out and keep the snails away or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my children's job. That is good. That is good. Guys, it's a, it, for those who probably don't know what it is, it's a pretty big creature. It's not like a little tiny snail. They're these, I mean, it's kind of hard to visualize, but they're pretty big. It's a big yeah. snail-like creature and they're parasitic and they, ugh, they, it's a big problem. They're a big problem. Any, any land that has that creature has a problem. They, they are not a problem anywhere. Let me put it that well, it's, way. It's very good as well, you know, because yeah, you can you see if you get a chance to hold them, you can put them in a in a in a jar, kill them, put them in a in a in a jerry can, well with water, and you can when it when it decay, that same thing you can give it to the crop. You know, it's healthy for the crops as well. Well, in other words, have you killed some of these large African land snails and then um, turned them into compost? I think is the word, right? Compost? Yeah, 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 yeah. You put them into compost to decay and add water in it and put it around the crops. And it's very helping. It's helping very well. That surprises. See, that surprises me because I thought the snails were parasitic. I thought it had some very dangerous parasites. No, no, no. It's all, it's all healthy for the crops. Okay, so they're dangerous for people, but good for the crops in some yeah, way. When, well, when it died, when you kill it, you put it in the in jerry cans, add water for it, 
I want it decay. You mm. spread it around the plants. Like it's all organic. It's have no chemicals in it. It's, it's I wonder. I wonder how many other farmers do that, or if if they just get so angry they just kill it and throw it over their shoulder. I wonder. Do all the other farmers use the snails for their compost? Yes. Well, not much. You know what? It's, uh, it's one of the farmers. He's a rastaman, just like me. He's told me about it now, and I try it, and I see it works. Hmm. So I mean, apart from word of mouth, how do the farmers? Um, how, number one, how do farmers communicate around the world? Are you in some farming and agriculture Facebook and WhatsApp groups? How, how, how does that work? Well, not, not really, you know, there's most like, well, we in a farming, where I live in a farming community, you know, all farmers will cast an eye on one another, you know? So like if they, if they pass in and they see I, um, I had a slight problem, they'll tell me, okay, this this area the crops is not green well probably you have a problem you need a drain you know mm. yeah, yeah it's like because sometimes there's a water log there you need to put a drain you know for the water to flow so they'll 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 pass and they'll tell me look that crop is that area is not green in 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 this how it's supposed to be you know so try and do something about it and instantly i'll try and work on it you know <laughs> so if you kind of get stuck and I'm sure any farmer would but as you get if you ever get stuck and you don't really know how to solve a problem how do you like go about like finding a remedy do you just research do you YouTube it how do you figure out how to solve like technical uh, agriculture problems well I think there's uh, um, some guys that works in agriculture for so long they've been on um, agriculture so I can also give them a shout to pass and visit me and they'll, they'll help me out, you know. Mm. They'll help mm -hmm. me out, yeah. They'll tell me exactly, you know, so because I plant ginger as well. And at the time they told me, do not plant it flat, make beds, you know, plant it on beds and it's, it's give me some good performance as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ginger is very good, especially for ginger beer. There's a lot of things you can use ginger for. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and so what do you what do you use the ginger for? Well, we I only sell it by the markets and for the supermarkets as well. Right, I I, I see, I see. So it's just big um, cloves or big cloves of ginger, I guess, right? Yeah, sometimes like five, six, ten bags of garbage bags of ginger. Oh wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. So to give me an idea, how how large is is your property? Like, is your land like where you where you well, live? It's not, it's not well, right now. I'm only occupied in about two acres. Not much. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fairly. That's good. Yeah, two acres is good. Um, if it was larger than two acres, it would be a little difficult to. Yes. Mm -hmm. for the, I, I'm heading for more for the future, but for now I'm trying to struggle to, to maintain because I don't want to plant it and I cannot maintain. You know, I, I, if you have to plant it and you, do, you cannot take care of it, it makes no sense. So I'm, I'm trying to maintain what I'm I planting right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that is, that is good. That is good. Um, and so how, as far as the land goes, so do you own the land or does the government own 
your land where the farm is how does how is well, that organized well apparently where i plant right now is family lands it's like it's family lands my grandmother's my grandparents land so all of us occupy a, a portion of it i see very good and do you think you'll ever grow coffee i just i just took a sip of coffee <laughs> actually well i have two local coffee tree uh, on my land you know and it just oh keeps, you do well and it just keep, it just keeps falling down and it's going to waste now it just to go to are waste you, whoa no 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 we can't allow that no you gotta let me help you with this we can't come on how am i gonna have coffee i'm, yeah. I'm afraid now this is a problem. You can't just look, don't, don't let a coffee tree fall down. You're killing me. <laughs> no, but um, the fact is that it's so difficult to pick up, to, to, to process the coffee, you know. It's a long ago, the old, my, my grandparents was, used to do it, pump it and, and do it now, but now I don't have the time to, to do all those things now. Mm, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I, I see, I see. And coffee is actually the seed that comes from a berry, I believe. So it's not, it's not quite, yeah. Co coffee is comes from seeds. So yeah, yeah, small round seeds, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a lot of hard work in it to do it now. You have to pick it up, pick it up, you know, put it to yep. dry. Oh, I see. So you would you would have to pick the berries, and then you would have to pick the seeds out of the berries. Yes, and you have and to roast it, those. Yeah. Yeah, try it, and oh, oh lots of hard work now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, what is the most difficult crop to work with on your farm? Well, well, the most difficult crops, you know, is the the corn, hmm. because like. The corn takes a, a, a lot of caterpillars, you know. So in other uh, words, there's a lot of caterpillars that crawl yes. around the corn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, yes, that's the most difficult crops to, to I have to work with, you know, because sometimes when you think your corn is growing so nice, by by a day or two, it's in a mess already. You have to and and and, and I and sometimes I must use chemicals on it to save it. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. I re I recall that you know the corn. That that answer does make sense, Tixie, because corn around here where I'm from is, it kind of goes back and forth. Some days it's better than others. I do notice a lot of difference, a lot of fluctuation. You know, with the flavor and the quality and the size of the kernels. You know, corn is kind of strange like that. Corn has a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not like the dash and the yam. You'll just plant it, clean it, and let it there. You must take care of the corn. You must there to, to, to take care of it. You know. <laughs> I I see. So corn is more in corn. Just for that particular plant, just requires more care. It's just a more yes. demanding plant. More, more care, more assistance all the time. That's really strange. Why do you think what aspect of the plant makes it so difficult? Like, why does it need more care when everything else can kind of go about its business, I guess. Well, well, corn is a vegetable, and you know, um, corn is a soft crop, you know. So by the time you plant it, it develops, you need a, it need a lot of care because um, caterpillar love it. Um, ground African steel will just cut it, mm -hmm. cut the tree, you know, 
contest it. And sometimes I like I like to plant it because it's a past crop. Two to three months you'll harvest it. Mm, you know, mm -hmm. you, you know. So when sometimes the yam will have to stay ten to ten to one year before you 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 harvest it. The corn is two to three months. You know, it's a fast crop. So in other words, the turnover of corn is very is very fast. In other words, you have to pick it just at the right time, and then you have to get it to the seller very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Actually, we roast it. We roast it, and we sold it by the roadside. I I see. I see. So it doesn't really last as long as other things. Yeah. No. Some, sometimes. Yeah. Well, the corn, <laughs> the corn in the markets in my community, it's the type. Of, it's the type of corn that you don't really want to buy. It's the type of corn that was ready last October, and they picked it two Octobers before. You know, and then they froze it a couple of times. You know, corn is weird like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then we pick it today, we sell it the same day or the next day by, by the roadside. Mm, so then that's a lot of labor then. So if you have to sell it very quickly, that's yeah. very, very stressful. That's a stressful crop, I see. I see. Mm -hmm. um, there has been a lot of talk in the United States over the years about the impact that farmers have on the environment and the environmental impact. And in addition to all of that, there's always um, some farmers are being talked into uh, selling their corn to produce uh, ethanol um, here in the states. Um, do, what are what are your views on that matter? What do you, wh what do you feel the role of agriculture really needs to be in society? Well, agriculture is one of the most stressed. Um, stress um, full job sometimes for people, you know, because sometimes you try and invest your money on the crops and you do, you do not perform, you know, mm -hmm. and you go for a loss and you have to start all over again, you know, <laughs> it's really stressful sometimes, but as long as you love doing it, if you don't love doing it, do not do it, you will give up. I could not imagine someone working as a farmer if they hated it. I, I I don't know any of those farmers, farmers who say I'm a farmer and I hate farming. That that would be that would be hard, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I can tell you sometimes it's a bit stressful. I see. I because see. sometimes it's been stressful because for instance, the um okay, sometimes you will dig like 16 heaps of yam and you have a tree of yam, but sometimes you dig 30 heaps of yam, you have no, you haven't got half of a tree, you know. <laughs> mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's like um, you cannot rely on, you cannot have a, you cannot plants on it, how you're supposed to be because sometimes, sometimes it gives you good satisfaction, sometimes it feels as well. Right, sure, sure. Um, that is that is extremely interesting. Um, and but but what what are some other uses, or do you think there are any other acceptable uses of crops apart from eating them? Well, I think we have a lot of plants growing through waste in Saint Lucia. A lot of things waste in Saint Lucia because we have no no um, processing plant. It's just like, okay, when is 
mangoes in season. A lot of mangoes going to waste. We have nothing to concentrate them, to shift them across, you know. It's just like when the breadfruit in season, breadfruit will fall and it will mm. go to waste. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, the the home where I lived in, in Lucia when I was volunteering there, uh, just outside the porch, you know, like on, on the driveway, there was like a breadfruit tree and I would I would love to eat it. It's so delicious. Yeah, it's know. kind of like um, describing it for an American who's never had it. My description is it's the combination between an apple and a potato and it's kind of bitter and it's kind of sweet. And <laughs> it kind of has a crunch. It has a little pinch to it. It's very It's very refreshing. Um, it's very, very good. It's a very filling uh, fruit. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So when you're eating your crops yourself, what is your favorite meal that you enjoy preparing with your crops? Well, I would, I would, I would love to do some yam pie, some breadfruit pie, you know. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, some breadfruit pie, some yam pie, you know. So, um, I've some dashing as well, some ground provisions, but sometimes you, you don't really just cook it um, like this. You, you mix it, make some pie with it for the children. And they mm. did enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Now, by pie, do you mean like a dessert or kind of like a pie that yeah. you would eat for a meal? Like... Yeah, the pie, like you like um, you cook it, like you put the cheese, you know, the butter, you know, then you bake it in the ovens and yeah. Um, yeah, like a tart, like a dinner tart, kind of like yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, yes. we call it a local pie in St. Lucia. Oh, that is good. That is good. My favorite meal in St. Lucia is definitely the swordfish and green bananas. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. Nothing, I promise you. I, I promise if you if you want to disagree with me, you can, but I'm going to disagree with you. I promise well, you that green bananas and swordfish with a piton beer, nothing is better than that meal. <laughs> That's all, it's all, it's all local, man, all local. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, interesting, eh? Interesting. <laughs> I think I have a very interesting perspective because I loved volunteering in Lucia. I know a lot of Lucians. And of course, I just spoke, well, I've known, I've known Mr. Wilbert for a while, but Mr. Wilbert's from, from Jamaica. But I, I, I now have been introduced to Rocco, who works at Blind Welfare Association, where I used to volunteer years ago. So it's a very interesting connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, everyone has hobbies. So what are your interesting hobbies that you like to do when you are not farming? Any interesting well, hobbies that I wouldn't expect you to have? Well, apparently, well, I've been on my on the blog with my friends, you know, sit down there with my friends, have a, a nice jokes with them. Sometimes they took me, they take me out on a Friday night as well. Oh, that's so good. That's really important. Yeah, so the Friday other night. the other people in your neighborhood will get together with you and take you out for a drink. Yeah, yeah. Some, I have a one, especially as one of my little cousin, Casnell. He never check on me, bring mm. me for uh, drinks up the road, you know, walk me around sometimes. You that's know. so nice. That's so yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Very good. Now, um, <clears throat> how many other podcasters have you spoken to? 
Big Bear Biden? How many other podcasts have you been on? Well, um, well, some local, some locals radio stations as well. Uh, RCI, right? No, no, not RCI. Yes. Oh, not so, RCI. Oh, really? RCI, so yes. what? So what? So what station were, 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 were that, you? The, that was south of Saint Lucia once. I I, I took um, Love FM. Mm-hmm. The station south of Saint Lucia as well, man. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, a lot of people know me around. They will dig me up on some station, something I'm not even aware. And these people are telling me the hands are shouting me on radio Why? station. Why? Because probably I meet them by the markets and they, they meet me by the market and they give me a shout out on radio stations. You know? Oh, I see. They give you a shout out on their station. Like yeah. they, they like you. I see. I see. Good. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of radio stations in in Saint Lucia. Um, there's a lot of radio to listen to. to, to, listen to. Mm-hmm. Yes, plenty, plenty, plenty. Yeah, that's really important. That's really important. But I mean, outside of this podcast, have you been on? Have you been on any other podcasts, especially podcasts about agriculture? No, not at all. No. Really? No. Oh, that's too bad. Well, hopefully, other Farmers will hear this episode and they'll, and they'll want to talk to you because I, I really appreciate what you're doing and you're very, very knowledgeable. So keep up your, keep up your farming. It's, it's really critical work. Um, but I'm sure that you have many questions for me. Um, I will tell you that I'm an overly open podcaster and an overly open person. So I'm sure there's several things you want to ask me. So go ahead if you want. <laughs> So first, when when your intention to going back to Russia was to give one on one, meet one on one. Ah, I see. In other words, when am I? Are you asking when I'm coming back to Lucia? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. God willing, I don't know. Um, I was kind of thinking about maybe coming back to your region, you know, to kind of have a kind of have a tour of some of the islands um, where some of my listeners are from. That that would be. That that would be pretty do actually that would be pretty doable and pretty interesting. So I don't know, but I certainly I certainly wouldn't mind. But you know what though, you know what though, you might you might mind you might mind meeting me because if you do, I'm gonna want to come to your farm and I'm gonna want to help you farm. So <laughs> I'm really I'm really fascinated by it. I I I would I would love. I would love to spend a day on the farm with you, with you teaching me everything you've learned in your life about the land and how it works. That that, that would be so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll be welcome, you know. <laughs> well, well, good. well, now now we still have to fix the coffee tree, though. See, I still have a, I've still filed a complaint about the coffee tree. I, yeah. I, don't, know, I don't know what we're gonna do about that, you know. Um, but but that is so good, man. Um, so have you been to the, like, so, so where have you traveled to outside of Lucia? Well, um, I think it's only once I traveled to Martinique as I'm blind, I'm, I, I went for, for this vacation in Martinique, just across St. Lucia. Oh, of course, Martinique. Et vous Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because everyone in Martinique speaks French. So yeah, mm-hmm. and Carol, we and we speak Pato as well, and Martinique speaks Pato. Yeah, you have. They have their own Creole, their own language. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. just before COVID, I went for for this vacation. Mm-hmm. Yes, because like a, um, a good friend of mine tell me I've been working too hard come for four days now. I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay that much because of when you're doing farming, you cannot stay out for long. Right. Sure. Sure. That's that's interesting. So in Martinique, did you go to Fort de France? Yeah, yeah. They told me around very nice, good friends, good people, good vibes. You know, they really told me around nice and smooth. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah. I I I see. I see. Um, now, I mean, is 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 Fort de France like a city or is it like a big town oh, like Castries? Is the is the capital of Martinique? It's the capital, just like Castries is, is the capital of Saint Lucia. Right. For the France is the capital of Martinique. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and how did you how did you find that city? Well, that city is not that difficult because that's where the port uh, all, the, all the ferries, mm-hmm. the ferries coming in. So by the time you reach there, you're in the city already because that's where the ferry will will do. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I I see. So how long was the ferry um, from Lucia to Martinique? It's just about an hour and a half. Ah, okay. Very good. Very nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and where else have you been outside of Lucia? Well, um, I, um, as I'm blind, that's the only place I, I went already. But before I was blind, I went to Barbados St. Vincent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And do you do you remember those places? Do you remember what it was like? What what you did in in Vincent and and, and Barbados? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so what and what did you do in Barbados and Vincent? Well, just for a vacation, as the same thing. Just went for a vacation, you know. Mm-hmm. Just went for a vacation, short vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I see. I see. Good. Good. Mm, so, what are some other questions you have for me? Uh, it's an interesting show now tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you say you was um, born blind, right? Correct. Wow. Um, may I ask your age now? I am 30. 30 years old. Yes, uh, and, 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 and you? Well, I'm approaching 45 years old. Ah, all right. Mm-hmm. Approaching 45. October, I'll be 45 years old. That's now. interesting. How, how old did you think I was, by the way? No, it sounds really very wrong. That's why I asked now. I was thought I was in, in mid-30s, about 35, so. I see. I see. Some think I'm older, some think I'm younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when I lost my sight, I was just approaching 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. yes. So. Right. <clears throat> so, and you say you lived in Brooklyn, right? No, I, I grew No, I've never been to Brooklyn. Oh, um, you New York. No, no, I was only saying that my time zone is New York. You see, 
there's this, you know, we have Washington State and we have Washington D.C. So yeah. I, I we don't we don't like to mix up the two. So we say New York time. But no, I'm near Washington D.C. somewhere. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yes. Very, very nice. And <clears throat> patronize the different countries as you blend. How many different countries in the Caribbean have you visit? Um. Well, just mainly Lucia, and then like one day I was in the Bahamas one day on some sort of a cruise when I was much younger. Um, but I've been all over Europe. I've been to France, of course. Um, I've been to Swaziland uh, in Africa. I've been I've been all over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. That's mm -hmm. one place I will be happy to reach now in Africa. I, I see. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of St. Lucia in a lot of ways, like the just the happy way of life, you know, a lot of similar foods to the Caribbean, very similar in a lot of ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. I got I got some good African friends as well. Ah, well, what what country are they from in, in Africa? Well, some of them from Ghana and Nigeria. Okay. <laughs> so you have some nice Ghanaian and Nigerian friends. That is yes. that is good. And they, they actually they live in St. Lucia, so that, okay, that's cool. That, that's really interesting. So what brought them to Lucia? Well, um, some of them, you know, I think one is a doctor. Hmm. He's an eye doctor. Doctor oh, Nandi. Okay, that's good yeah. to know. <laughs> And one is a, a businessman, you know, because a lot of them run away from their own countries and try and come on. Because, you know, we all migrate for better life now. So, and they are, and they are hardworking buddies as well, as well. Very hardworking buddies, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, from times I was seeing, I knew them and they still been checking on me, calling right. me, you know. Yeah. Right, right. <clears throat> and that is, that is good. That is good. That's very, very interesting. So uh, yeah, with your eye condition, do you go to your uh, ophthalmologist like, you know, once once a year or how does that work there in well, Lucia? Well, it's, it's a while I haven't even visited, you know. It's a while I haven't even visited because it's more stressful, man, too. Mm -hmm. It's time to go and visit them till your eyesight cannot be restored, you know. And, I. I, you know, to some extent, I can understand. You know, as long as your eyes are healthy, that's really sure. that all, all, all the mat, all that matters, really. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, because I don't, I don't want, I don't even want to talk about my blindness with people to make me believe like I'm, I'm blind. You know. It's a very, you're very right. You're very right. No, I get it. I get it. And the other thing is, of course, I, I, I was born blind, so I never had to transition to blindness. You know, that's totally different. Yeah. 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 And um, it's, it's, in the beginning, it was hectic, you know, to, to, to readjust the life with blindness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that must be very strange. You know, yes. being someone a functioning sighted sighted person, and then all of a sudden needing to, you know, do your life completely. I mean, that that must be really weird, you know. <laughs> Not to mention, especially if you're used to looking at crops when you're sighted, you know, and all of a sudden you still have to farm and you're blind. <laughs> you know, that must that must be pretty strange, you know. But that that is fine. That's. You know, I, I understand to some degree, but that's also life, right? That's 
Uh, it's life, it's life, it's life. We don't push that up behind back. And we, we blind people have to move forward. That is you true, know? indeed. We have to go beyond, beyond this, this standards to see what we can do for our life. You know, we cannot just sit there and think and, and stay backward. Right. You know? Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Of, of course, of course. And so um, there in Lucia, Mm, what support have you received from the Ministry of Agriculture and um, do they know about the important work you're doing? They aware, aware of it, you know, but they know about it, but now I'm telling you, this institution almost like dormant for me, you know. When I say dormant, they don't visit me on a regular basis, you know, they don't come to me, they don't ask me what I need, nothing like that, you know. Wow. Well, that's well, I'm sorry to hear it. That's that's uh, that's very frustrating. So if you know, if the Lucian Minister of Agriculture came to you tomorrow and they said, what do you need? What what do you need? What would you need? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quick tell them, give me a greenhouse so I can spend some short crops. <laughs> so you need one of those greenhouses where you go in and it's kind of warm and it has yeah, an environment. So basically you need to put your crops in some sort of a greenhouse so they would grow more quickly. Yes, but it's not all the crops. You know, I'll start doing, short, um, start doing some short crops now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you have a greenhouse, you can start doing some short crops. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right, right. I see, I see. That is, that is all um, extremely interesting. So, and if you could come, so if you come to the United States, where where would you like to go? If I come to the United States, where would I like to go? Well, I, yes. I, I, feel, I believe I love Florida. Yeah, Florida is interesting, although it's very, very hot um, for most of, for most of the year. Uh, Florida tends to be too hot, but it does depend um, on, on the weather. Um, at any rate, I wanted to take this time and say that we are, we are out of time. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me here at the, at Aaron's opinion. Now you're in my group. You're in the, the big family of Aaron's opinion. You are always welcome on the podcast. Uh, and, and all of that, do you have any, a final word of uh, a final word for the audience before we end the recording? Yes. I'm, I'm so happy to, to be a member, a part of the podcast. So. I'm desperate to God all will go well and this bodyguard will get the, the sponsor deserve to keep it lively up now. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, you take care of yourself and of course, keep up your great work. And um, I wish I wish your crops and you and your family the very best, very best of health to you all, all right? You've been listening to Agriculture everything I wanted to know right here on Life Improvement Radio or, or, and the Helium Radio Network, along with anywhere you get a podcast or even YouTube. Tixie, you did a great job with that episode. And I know I thanked you and told you so in privately on WhatsApp, but I just want you to hear it on the podcast. You did a great job talking about agriculture and, and your farm down there in Lucia. So I'm sure if I come over, I'm sure if I come down to Lucia, I'll want to come over to your farm and help you out because you're doing a great job and it's just really fascinating and I just love everything you do. So there you go.
Um, Tixie, I wish you the very best of health and luck to you, your family, and to your farm, to all of the yams or vegetables or whatever agriculture projects you're working on down there. I I know they're going to go great. And the very best of luck and health to to you and and everything you do at your farm. Another uh, thank you, of course, to uh, to Rocco uh, from UVC Radio. Without him, I would never have met Tixie. So thank you, Rocco, uh, and all of that. And of course, thank you to the Helium Radio Network for syndicating Aaron's opinion. Much appreciated there. I wish you all the very best of health and luck. And to everyone around the world who listens, yeah, we are we are really getting global here at Aaron's Opinion. We have all the continents. So to everyone from all, all, all sides of the globe, every corner of the globe, thanks so much for listening. 1-240-681-9869. Aaron's Opinion 6 at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow on Facebook and Twitter. Comment below on YouTube. Even consider becoming a patron on my Patreon page. There you go. All right, everybody. Uh, This has been another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast where we speak about critical issues in the blindness community. I'm Aaron Richmond, helping one person today help a million people tomorrow. Thanks so much. Life Improvement Radio on the Helium Radio Network.